0: You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Well, today should be a day for celebration, seeing as how the Kings defeated the Heat in Miami for the second straight year. That is the first time in franchise history that the Kings have been able to do so. But two things. Number one is, unfortunately, we are concerned that De'Aaron Fox may have an injury. He suffered a strained lower back last night, so he may not be playing tonight in Orlando. He's officially listed as questionable. More information should come out uh, before the start of the game tonight. Uh, And two, I've been battling with the saltiest of the salty Kings fans on social media all night last night through the morning this morning. They have put me in a bad mood, so we're going to rant a little bit about the state of this Kings team and how Vlade Divac deserves the time that is given to him and the time that needs to be given to him to see this team play out and why those who are calling for him to be fired very prematurely during the summer are uh, are eating it a little bit and need to, uh, need to be put in their place. My name is Matt George. Welcome into Locked On Kings. This is the uh, podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage. If you are a fan of the Locked On Podcast Network, you've made the right decision. And if you are a fan of the Sacramento Kings, here is where you're going to get rants. You're going to get in-depth information, news, updates, storylines, interviews, highlights. We have it all right here for you, and we are going to have, towards the end of the podcast, a highlight package and my thoughts on this Miami Heat game uh, specifically, as well as a preview, a brief preview of this Orlando Magic game, Uh, but I'm just going to dive in headfirst. All summer long on social media, on this very podcast, through emails on khdk.com and khdk with listeners calling in, I dealt with fans very frustrated and adamantly against the uh, the moves that Vladi Divac has been making this summer. They didn't like the Luka Doncic pick, or sorry, they didn't like the Marvin Bagley pick. They wanted Luka Doncic. They didn't like the fact that the Kings threw a ton of money at Zach Levine, thought they were bailed out. They didn't like the fact that the Kings, despite having all that cap space, only ended up with Nemanja Bielica uh, and uh, only ended up, with uh, Yogi Ferrell, not to mention the m- moves and mistakes that Vladi has made in the past, like the George Hill signing. Well, then again, he did manage to turn that around and trade that and get that money off the books so that they could have this cap space. What about the Zach Randolph signing currently? Uh, you're paying this guy all this money, but he's not even playing. He's not even with the team. Going all the way back to the dreadful Philadelphia trade that I'm not even going to... Uh, begin to try and defend because there is no defending that trade it was a bad trade maybe one of the worst trades in history and the kings are still paying for it now that is all fact but i've been dealing with that nonsense that garbage that crap every single day all summer long and what did i say through the entire thing through the entire thing i said that since the demarcus cousins trade a year and a half ago or a season and a half ago really since the DeMarcus Cousins trade, this team was starting over. They were trying something new. Now, you can look at Vlade's work in a collective body, which is fair, and that's and that's what many fans are doing, and you can also look at Vlade's work how I choose to. Pre-DeMarcus trade, post-DeMarcus trade. And post-DeMarcus trade, things have been moving in a completely different direction. We have seen two top five draft picks in Marvin Bagley and De'Aaron Fox. We have seen... The uh, acquisition of but Bo- uh, Bo- sorry Bogdan Bogdanovich. Technically, the acquisition happened before the DeMarcus trade. However, he is now playing for this team post-DeMarcus. We have seen the failure of the Jorgis Papianis pick, which didn't work. But we've seen positivity, a lot of positivity. And what I said time and time again throughout the summer is that Vlade Divac and Dave Yeager and the Sacramento Kings current front office and staff deserve to be able to put this team out there on the floor for this season at least, or for at least half of this season, to see what they have. That was met with plenty, and I mean plenty of people on social media, on KHDK's text line, people calling in, people listening to this podcast and responding to this podcast. Everybody, or so many people saying, I'm a moron, that is a moron, that, his, his, that ship has sailed, he doesn't deserve any time. Clearly every move that he's making is wrong. A mob-like mentality, pitchforks and torches of people who are pissed off. Why? Because Vladi didn't make the moves that they from their couch wanted him to make. And lo and behold, what do we see? Now, I know it's a small sample size. You don't have to keep saying that and sending that to me on social media. It's only been seven games. That doesn't make up for the fact that it's been 12-plus years of pain. It doesn't make up for the fact that, that Vlade made bad trades in the past. I get it. It is a small sample size. But this is proving my point to a T that he deserves, and this front office deserves the time To see what they have. This team is overperforming by everybody else's standards except for their own. They are 4-3. and They are off to their best start since the 2014-2015 season. Had they gotten off to this start but Vlade been fired during the summertime, we would be celebrating and rejoicing but the credit would still all belong to him. Vlade Divac has put this team together, and things are starting to work. Now, Vlade put a timeline on himself. He said if two years from the DeMarcus trade, things didn't look better, things were not improving, that he would resign. Well, things as of right now look better. Things are improving. The Kings have made history. They defeated the Heat in back-to-back seasons in Miami. That's never been done before in the history of the franchise, even back to the glory days, the fantastic days when Vlade was playing and not the GM. He and Jaeger deserve a crap ton of credit for what this team is doing and how they are excelling. Now, again, it is a small sample size. The Kings could lose tonight. They could go on a 10-game losing streak, and suddenly all the momentum is gone, and we feel doom and gloom again. And I get that, but that's not the point. The point is that Vlade's four wins at the start of the season has not forgiven Vlade of his past. It also hasn't forgiven Jaeger uh, for questionable rotation decisions this and last season. It also doesn't give them uh, free reign and the confidence going forward that their jobs are untouchable. They could still get fired by the trade deadline. They could still get fired by next summer. They could still get fired three days from now if things go south. But as of right now, as of right now, this team is performing well. The plan is starting to work. Fans are starting to take notice. So I tweet out last night, following the uh Miami heat game I tweet out as a little jest and I will admit I was riding high off of the fantastic the fun the optimism the elation of this team being off to a four and three start and defeating the Miami heat again and really the Kings looked like the better team from start to finish shots just weren't falling in the first quarter but I tweeted out just a little jest because I was wondering where those people were where were those people where are you guy who tweeted me or guy who Texted into KHDK or guy who uh, who yelled at me through the comment section of this podcast. Where were you, or where are you? Who was claiming back in May and back in June that Vlade needs to be fired and he doesn't deserve any time at all? And many people who had that same opinion got frustrated and came back at me and said, "Look, look, I'm I'm excited that the team is playing well. You can't fault me for not having a uh, faith in this front office and organization." No, I don't fault you whatsoever. I'm don't say i not saying anybody at all deserves or should uh, feel that that this team is is going completely in the right direction now, and nobody should have full 100% confidence in this front office. They haven't deserved it yet, and I'm not saying that whatsoever. The issue that I have is with the fans and the people who claimed to be fans of this team and supporters of this franchise, but so adamantly wanted the general manager and the coach or one of the two fired that they were unwilling to give them any sort of credit whatsoever, nor were they willing to give them even a single game of regular season action. And now that they are getting a game of regular season action, you're seeing success. You're seeing a team that is playing well. And where are those people? They're not willing to grow some balls and go on social media and say, look, I was wrong. Or at least as of right now, I'm looking to be wrong. I know there's still plenty of time. But I am willing to give Vlade credit for how this team is playing those people are fine in my eyes you can make a prediction that this team is going to be terrible and be proven wrong there's nothing wrong with being 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 proved wrong i'm proved wrong on a daily basis i don't care and this is not me glory hunting looking to be right and to ring a little silver bell above everybody's head ding 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 guess what i'm right you're wrong ding 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 that's not the case My frustration and my frustration all summer long has been with those who wanted Vlade fired, who were willing to point out time and time again the mistakes that he's made, but blatantly ignore what he has been doing right. And now we see what he has been doing right is paying off, and that's without Bogdan Bogdanovich, who is still to return. He's still hurt, and the team is playing this well. So things could get even better than they are now. That's great. That's fantastic. And those people... Those people that were so adamantly wanting him to be fired, who have now come out and said, look, as of right now, I'm being proven wrong. I still don't trust this franchise, but I'm still being pro- or I'm being proven wrong at the moment and I'm happy and I'm enjoying this. You're great. You're fine because you're willing to give them the recognition and the credit they deserve for how this team is so far. Now, again, they are not forgiven of all their sins of the past and they are not, uh, they do not have a get out of jail free card uh, for being fired in the future. That's not what I'm saying here, and that's not what I'm arguing, and nobody should think that I'm arguing that. And if you do, then you're completely missing the point. My point is, if you are so unwilling to give this front office credit or time when they are succeeding, but are ready to jump on social media and raise your pitchfork and raise your, your, your torch and scream and bitch and cry and moan when this team isn't doing well, then I question how much of a fan you are in the first place. You just sound like an angry fool. In fact, you are an angry fool. Anyone who thinks that this team isn't succeeding at the moment is a fool. And anyone who thinks that Vlade and Jaeger don't deserve credit for how this team is playing right now is a fool. I love this Kings franchise, and I love the fans. The fans are my favorite part of this franchise. The fans are what got me into this franchise in the first place. I grew up in this area. I felt a connection with these people inside the Golden 1 Center. That's how I grew up, and that's how I fell in love with the game of basketball. Sacramento is a sports environment unlike anywhere else in the world. I love the passion, but there are a, a large amount a large amount of boneheads and morons that don't know what they're talking about in terms of not wanting to give Vlade the time that he and this front office deserve. Now you can disagree with me, that's fine. And it's just my opinion. You're listening to this podcast, you're listening to my opinion. I'm not, what I say is not law. And I could be proven wrong. And you know what? It wouldn't be the first time. And the Kings could go on a a horrible stretch now, start losing a lot of games, and Vlade and Jaeger could be fired by year's end. It could happen, and I could be wrong, but that does not erase the fact that this team right now is playing better, and that Vlade, a year and a half ago, changed the direction by trading DeMarcus Cousins, since then has made more good moves than bad, and things are starting to pay off now. The perfect example I could give is Sam Hankey and the Philadelphia 76ers, who are now used as the golden standard of tanking and rebuilding around the league. Sam Hankey was hated, hated by the 76ers fans, and rightfully so. He put together some of the worst teams in the history of basketball. Hated by those fans. He was fired. And now what he started is working out. So what does that mean? That means that he deserves the credit for it, and all of a sudden we are celebrating Sam Hanke as a basketball genius and a martyr. That's so ass backwards. So you want to fire Vlade right now or fire Vlade before this season starts fine had this team started to succeed, it still belong, the credit still belongs to Vlade. And that's something that nobody can take away from him. This team constructed as it is right now, the credit belongs to Vlade. And if this team... Uh, this core of De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, Bogdan Bogdanovich, uh, I don't know, Nemanja Bialica, uh, Marvin Bagley, Harry Giles. If these pieces are together, when this team finally does break through and make the playoffs and become a playoff team, then Vlade will always be the guy that started it. He will always be the guy that drafted De'Aaron Fox. He will always be the guy that drafted Marvin Bagley. He, was always, he will always be the guy that put this group together. Now, he could be fired in a year. Another GM comes in, makes two free agency signings, and that's what tips the Kings over the edge. And those free agency signings, would the credit would belong to that GM. But Vlade, Jaeger, this front office, deserves all the credit for how this team has been put together and the start that they have to this season. All I ask from fans is that if you were one of the ones wanting Vlade fired, unwilling to give him the time of day, are now seeing the Kings off to a 4-3 and three start. If that is you, you don't have to admit you were wrong, because you might not be wrong still. But give credit where credit is deserved. Vlade deserves it. Jaeger deserves it. And what is happening right now is the epitome of why I said, all summer long, that Vlade deserves time to see this team out there on the floor to see if his plan can work and see if the Kings actually have something here. And lo and behold, they do. Fantastic stuff. Now that I'm done screaming and yelling, uh, how about some highlights from last night's Sacramento Kings win over the Miami Heat? Courtesy of the G-man, Gary Gerald, here is the Kings getting the job done in Miami, in South Beach, over the Heat.
1: Whiteside with a pass up the floor, stolen by De'Aaron Fox. Breakaway, two-hand flying jam. De'Aaron Fox gets the first two points of the ball game for Sacramento. Inbounds to heel, corner two on the way. It's air ball long. No good. Sacramento one of eight from the floor. Looking a little anxious here. Chris Richardson going strong, adjusts at the rim and scores inside against Collie Stein and Dave Yeager calling timeout. We played two minutes and 50 seconds. Miami is off to a 7-2 start and the Kings are wondering what's in the wind here. Here's a drive, a quick set up. Hassan Whiteside in the alley-oop. Magruder with a nice soft pass. It was challenged by Crawley-Stein, but once the catch was made by Whiteside, it's now an 11-2 Miami run. They lead it 14-4. Crawley-Stein feeds it back to Buddy. Races into the front court. Hesitation move. Now drive. Scoop scores. Buddy Hill with a little change of pace that time on the attack from the left wing. Takes it right to the window to make it 14-8. Here's Twally Stein straight away, passing on an 18-footer, now drives on Whiteside, challenges, and loses the battle again. Five blocked shots against the Kings in five and a half minutes. Tell you, you're not going to win that war. Leaves it now for Whiteside. Whiteside with a step back bank shot, good. Looking like Tim Duncan on that release. Hassan Whiteside, and the lead is back to eight for Miami at 25-17. Tyler Johnson hooking a pass now, here's Josh Richardson for three, scores it with one second to go. Frank Mason double clutching from midcourt, going to be well short. And Miami ends up with an 11-point advantage. The Heat closed the quarter with an 8-0 push. Sacramento scoreless over the last four minutes and 15 seconds. Willie ahead to De'Aaron Fox quickly to the front court waiting for Farrell and Colstein to catch up now he shoots for three scores the triple the Aaron Fox from downtown on the left wing only the second one that Sacramento's made in 10 attempts and just like that the Kings who we're down 12 a moment ago or within five. And Eric Spolstra has called timeout. Here's a steal by Buddy Heald on a bounce entry pass. Kings push up the floor five on four. Belly straight away, goes inside. Collie Stein totally uncovered. He gets the quick turn, and the quick rip to make it a three-point game. 44-41. Willie Colley Stein getting the hoop. Left wing to Shumpert, right back to Fox. Attacks the baseline, feeds Heald in the near corner. Steps to his left, fires for three, splash. And the Kings are within one. It's 48-47 on the three ball from Buddy Heald. The on across the midcourt line. He'll go for a transition strike. Three. It rattles in and out. Grabbed by Collenstein. Left hand put back. Score the basket. And Sacramento's on top at 49-48. First lead of the ball game for the Kings. Schumpert pokes it out now to Fox. Back into the corner to Bialica. Eludes the defender. Passes on the shot. Gives the heel. Launches for three. And the Kings go back on top. 56-54. Good second effort and good ball movement there. Making the extra pass. Finding the free man. And it's now a two-point Sacramento lead for the first time in this ballgame. Two ball takes by Shump, now he dribbles with the left hand into the paint, pocket pass goes to Cauley-Stein, and a quick rip, Willie Cauley-Stein from Iman Shumpert, and the lead expands to six at 64-58. Buddy with a long leak-out pass, here comes Cauley-Stein to the rack with the left hand, he's got the bucket, Spolster on the Heat will take time out. Sacramento has opened up an eight-point lead here in the early minutes of the third quarter. Drogic high window on the turn, no good. Ball knocked away from Whiteside, and it's grabbed by Frank Mason, who had just checked in. Quickly up the floor to Heel transition three. He's got the triple. Buddy Heel from the deep left wing on a quick feed up the floor from Frank Mason, and the Kings have extended their advantage now to 74-62. High screen from Bagley, hooks the pass back to Marvin. He's going to try for three. He's got the triple. Extended arms from courtside from Costa Cufas, who saw that one coming. He had his arms raised before the shot left his hand. Kings now lead at 82 to 65. Richardson comes up empty at the rim, rebounded by Heel. fouled in midcourt. No, no whistle. Saved by Costa Cufas. Slip pass inside Bagley, and he scores with a power flush. 89-74. Nine and a half minutes still left in the ball game. Belly straight away for three. Oh, sweet. Fialica knocking down the triple, the third one he's made in six attempts. He's got 17 points, 102 to 90 in favor of Sacramento. Bjorn finds a seam, he's going to the rock. He reaches in traffic and scores with the left hand. He got jostled and bounced twice, and he comes up on that reach, reaching back and holding on to his low back above the right hip. That is not a good sign, but it was an awkward lean. Aaron Fox straight away throws to the left wing. Iman Shumpert is open. Got a great look. Hits the triple. Iman Shumpert. Remember the great start he had in a game when he knocked down four three-pointers in the early season from downtown? Well, he just hit a huge one right there for Sacramento. It's the 11th one the Kings have made in 24 attempts. Right wing to Shumpert. Going to try from the other side for three. He's got another one. Iman Shumpert with back-to-back three-pointers, and the Kings lead is 15 at 113-98. The Sacramento Kings, who struggled mightily in the first 12 minutes tonight, couldn't make shots worth a lick. They end up winning for the second consecutive year in South Florida. 123-113 is the final. The Kings now have a grand total of five wins in 31 visits to this city. But this one tonight by this young Kings club is one that I think Kings fans can really take heart in and will remember for quite some time. G-Man is feeling good,
0: and so are we here in Sacramento after the Kings are able to get the job done in Miami. Got off to a uh, a bit of a rough start, despite the uh, the fact that they were the better team, in my opinion, uh, for the majority of the game. Only scored 17 points in the first quarter. You could tell they were trying to figure out uh, how they were going to uh, be able to get to the rim and score around the rim with Hassan Whiteside lurking down there in the paint. And Hassan had a great game uh, defensively. Uh, very athletic player, a good rim protector. And you could see that the Kings were a little tentative. They are trying to figure things out especially Willie Cauley-Stein. wasn't entirely sure... Uh, where he could uh, make a difference and a, a lot of the reason for the fact that the Kings were struggling to score early is that they weren't really getting out in transition. Second and third quarter were completely different story and that's where the Kings just looked better overall. Uh, even when the Kings were down you still felt like they were very much in this game and they were very much able to uh, uh, to make a run. Of course they did. Then the nerves really started to set in as the Kings built up at one point what was a 17 point lead. Uh, the Heat started to make a run to chip it down and gotten into single digits. Uh, in er- The uh, fourth quarter was still about half of the uh, fourth quarter to go, and Kings fans started getting a little nervous, myself in- included, that, oh man, are the Kings going to blow this lead? Is this a sign of a young team on the road that they've done so well, but aren't able to hold on? Well, they were able to hold on, which was definitely a uh, a good sight to see. Four and three on the season, and we'd be feeling a lot better today. However, we did see uh, towards the end, De'Aaron Fox, while pushing the ball in transition, uh, either was hit in the back but I don't think it was a contact injury I think he just stretched uh, trying to lay the ball up and in while going full speed uh, and uh, he strained his lower back it looked like he was holding on to his left side and and, and the, in the back area uh, we were told and informed by the uh, the Kings today. Uh, that he is officially listed as questionable uh, for tonight's game. That more information would be given to us before the start of the game or around game time. Uh, however, he was listed as questionable with a uh, a strained back, uh, but it's nothing too overly serious. Nothing that's going to require any kind of serious time, or at, at least as of right now, that is what the uh, the official diagnosis is. Well, ha- we will have to wait to see if he plays and. De'Aaron Fox playing or not playing tonight is crucial uh, for how confident I am heading into uh, this Orlando Magic game. If De'Aaron Fox is playing and is assumed to be at 90% or or higher or better, uh, I think the Kings win this game pretty comfortably in Orlando or should be a favorite uh, to win this game in Orlando. However, you take De'Aaron Fox out of this game and and you see what happens uh, when De'Aaron Fox is taken out of the games for six minutes, seven minutes at a time, uh, randomly or regularly, you see how much the offense slows down. Transition slows down significantly. Uh, the Kings are 10 times better with the Aaron Fox on the floor and running the offense. That being said, Buddy Heald deserves a lot of credit for the great game that he had last night. Uh, and I loved what he said. If you haven't gotten the opportunity to listen, to hear what he said when a reporter from Miami asked him uh, if he was surprised with how how this team, the, the 4-3 and start and how well this team is playing so far. If you haven't heard that, I encourage you to check it out. It's all over social media. Just look up Buddy Healed and I, I guarantee you, you'll find it. I tweeted it out uh, at Matt George Khdk. You can find it there. Uh, but Buddy and this team is playing with confidence. They believe that they can they can defeat anybody on any given night as long as they are full strength. Uh, and that's exciting. I love what this team is doing. I thought this game was uh, a crucial one to get the road trip started on the right foot, and they definitely have done that. We will anxiously wait to hear more information about De'Aaron Fox, uh, but a lot to like from what we're seeing from this Kings team. It's nice that they are looking to be the better team, and you can tell that the the, the speed that they play with and the hustle and energy that they play with for all 48 minutes is working. They're running older opponents out of games. You can tell teams are getting tired and slowing down towards the end because of how quick uh, that the Kings play. Uh, Dave Yeager, Vlade, once again, they deserve so much credit for for how well this team is playing. And then the players themselves are clearly buying in uh, to, to the system and the scheme and what the Kings are trying to do. And it makes all of the difference. Uh, you got to love what you're seeing from this Kings team. And now they look to continue it tonight when they take on the Orlando Magic. So the Magic are 2-4. and They're coming off of a loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. And they're not a horrible team, to say the least. Uh, But on paper, the Kings are better and should be better. It is the second night of a back-to-back, which is always concerning, especially for a team that likes to play as fast uh, as the Kings do. Thankfully, a short flight, though, only about a 40-minute flight uh, from Miami to Orlando. So they certainly shouldn't be tired uh, in terms of travel, uh, we'll only have a shoot-around today, nothing really extensive. Uh, so all of this game really depends on if they can continue to build off of the momentum that they established in Miami for this road trip, uh, if they can recognize that just because that they are favored over the Orlando Magic in this game here tonight, that that doesn't mean they can take any team lightly. And then, of course, we'll have to wait and see about the health of De'Aaron Fox and if he will be ready to go this evening. I appreciate everybody that listened to this podcast here today. Uh, We will be coming back tomorrow, of course, for a full recap episode uh, of the Orlando Magic game, as the Kings will have tomorrow off, thankfully, uh, so we can spend more time specifically with the highlights on this Orlando game, previewing the Atlanta game. We'll also know more about the state of De'Aaron Fox, Uh, If he is not playing tonight, though, a good opportunity for Yogi Ferrell and Frank Mason, uh, the two backup point guards on this team, to really show what they can do and and to step up because the Kings are going to need them to step up if Mr. Swipe of the Fox is not on the floor. So enjoy the game here tonight. Feel free to respond to anything I said even if you disagree with me. Uh, Don't like what I had to say at the beginning of this podcast. Don't like the rant. Felt targeted or attacked by the rant by any means. I hope that's not the case, but if you are uh, I'm always open for conversation even if you want to spew garbage at me and and yell at me, that's fine. M at George on Twitter. Uh, You can also email me mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com This podcast is for interaction. I will always interact with people even if I disagree with you and think you're foolish I will have a conversation with you or try to maintain a conversation with you as much as possible because that's how I grow that's how I learn that's how you grow hopefully and learn as a fan of basketball and a fan of the Sacramento Kings uh, that's what this podcast is all about so reach out if you want to chat I'm always here at KHDK on Twitter enjoy the game tonight we'll be watching and live tweeting hopefully the Kings can get a W and we'll speak to you tomorrow you've been listening to the Locked On Kings podcast part of the Locked On Podcast
1: Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast.
0: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.